This is Cody Smith, and you're listening to the Virtuous Fitness Podcast. All right, what's up, you guys? Welcome back to the Virtuous Fitness Podcast. So I've got some exciting topics that I want to share with you guys today. More or less, I have been working on this fantastic course that I'm going to be releasing um, later this year for all of my coaches out there. So if you are a coach out there and you are just struggling to find information and you're just looking for an, an all-in-one source to know how to coach techniques, to understand how to become a better coach, everything from individual coaching, online coaching, all the way down to uh, the group fitness side of the house too. I'm taking this course and I'm throwing everything that I've learned over the past 10 years into it. And I'm super excited to get it out to you guys. Uh, but it's taken a lot to build out. So I wanted, what I wanted to do with today's show was I wanted to simply um, just teach a couple of the things that I'm going to be talking about in that course. And then obviously what we're going to be doing with the course is we'll be doing a follow-up video um, for each one of these topics that I'm going over today. So first and foremost, welcome to the show. Do me a favor. I want you to go ahead and stop the show first. Head on over to iTunes. Make sure you give this show a five-star rating and review. More or less, that is how we get, you know, this show in the hands of more people. And ultimately, you know, us moving up the charts and getting this show into the ears of more coaches and people just like yourself. Um, that comes from you guys sharing and leaving written reviews, of course. Now, the second thing you do would be to take a screenshot on your phone and then post it on your Instagram story and then go ahead and tag me in it. I am at Coach Cody Smith on Instagram. Um, when you share that, first and foremost, I always love to reshare it on my story, but I also like to connect with you guys in the DMs and uh, you know answer your questions and to just more or less just make sure that I'm being of value uh, to you guys out there. So again, leave that rating review and then post uh, you know that screenshot on your Instagram story and then tag me in it. And then without any further ado, my friends, let's go ahead and get into the topics of today's show. So like I said, my plan over the next year is that I'm going to be building out this complete all-in-one course for um, coaches like you guys out there listening and, and really building it for the, the team of coaches that I have here at the gym. So when COVID-19 you know, came and, and kind of took over the world, we were kind of left in this place where we had two interns that were coming up through the ranks that wanted to become coaches and wanted to, you know, start to, to do things for the team here at the gym. And uh, we were kind of left in this place to where we didn't have really anywhere for them to go and to learn. And, you know, the CrossFit Level 1 certification was one that we used for a long time to get all of our coaches certified so that they could coach on the floor. And um, ultimately, that obviously changed as uh, COVID-19 hit because those in-person seminars weren't happening anymore. And, um, you know, as I kind of scurried the internet and just looked for other certifications that I could send my staff to, there was really nothing out there. I mean, you have some, you know, some amazing guys, um, guys and gals, like the folks over at OPEX that have a great certification, but that doesn't exactly kind of tie into what we're looking for as far as, you know, the group fitness side of what we do at our business. And then um, ultimately, you know, as I searched, there wasn't really anything out there. So my thought was, is like, what if I created something? What if I took everything that we do, like all of my senior level coaches, all the folks that I've mentored over the years, what if I took all of the things that I taught them and just put it into a course? Uh, and I joke around and I say, if anything, um, this would be, you know, just a, a certification that my team would have to go through as they came through the ranks and wanted to coach. Um, so that would be for like, you know, upcoming interns and stuff like that. <clears throat> 
But ultimately, I thought like, you know, if I created a certification, if anything, I would just have an amazing resource for uh, all new coaches and all current coaches to go and to grab information from, and then I can update it over time. Um, and I'm just going to share it with the outside world and, you know, anybody who is interested in, you know, learning more about being a coach. And um, I know for me, every time I want to go and I want to coach something, uh, you know, prior to doing this for so long, I would find myself just looking for different videos and different ways of doing things, but there was never one resource. I, you know, I would find one great video for, uh, you know, one particular movement and I would learn how to coach that and I loved it, but they wouldn't exactly cover a movement, you know, later on in a uh, time that I wanted to kind of learn from. So it really just became this, uh, this frustration of, um, you know, never really having a single resource to go to. So, you know, not only, you know, the, the course is going to have all of those technical sides and it's going to be a video of every movement that I can possibly think of and how to coach of it and how to coach it. But more or less, uh, you know, there are tons of methods out there as far as how to deliver training. Everybody has their method. And, uh, you know, we we ran our business for a long time following CrossFit as our method. And ultimately, we kind of ran into this place to where the method wasn't doing what we needed to do. And, you know, my my... my you know, kind of my uh, pet peeve that I have with, you know, the methods out there is that when the method doesn't work, there's not really a way to go back and backtrace and, and find the real reason and to find the adjustments that you need to make, you know, whether it be nutrition or whether it be program design or coaching, all those things um, are, are, are really uh, affected when you're following just a singular method. But when you stick to things that are evidence-based and principle-based, it makes it very easy to go back and to troubleshoot any particular issues that you have in your coaching practice or your programming or your nutrition practice, any of that stuff. When you follow principle and when you follow the best evidence available to us as coaches, it is very easy to make the tweaks and peaks to make sure that the, you know, the people that we're serving and the, co the clients that we are coaching, that we can very easily adjust them and make sure that they get the results that they want. So when we made this switch years ago back to, um, you know, kind of moving away from CrossFit as the name of our business and we rebranded to Virtuous Fitness, that all, you know, for the most part came off of just simply wanted to be a evidence and a principle-based type of uh, service for clients that came in the gym. So as I started teaching these principles and these um, these concepts to all the people on my team, um, a lot of them, for a lot of them, this, this light bulb went off of understanding as to, you know, when I have principles, it makes it very easy to do things. And, and, and you know, if you guys have been listening to the show for any period of time, you know that I constantly talk about these various principles. So with this course, I'm going to be teaching these principles, and you will always have it to go back to, and uh, always have it, you know, you can share on it. If you're a gym owner, you can share this with your team. Um, ultimately, whatever you want to do with it, it's going to be at your hand. So like I said, today we're going to be going through a couple of different things. First and foremost, I want to talk about the scope of practice as a coach. Like, what are you supposed to do as a coach? Like, what is your job? What are things you shouldn't do? And then what are the things you should do? Then I want to jump into uh, something that I learned originally at my CrossFit Level 1 certification, which is the sickness, wellness, fitness continuum. But there's actually a fourth stage of this. And now what I teach to people is the sickness, wellness, fitness, sickness continuum. So we'll go into that a little bit. And then we'll talk about um, my, my favorite training age framework and ultimately understanding who 
you are coaching and how to deliver the best possible product to them. So I'll deliver those frameworks to you guys. So like I said, we're going to start off, we're going to start talking about knowing your scope of practice as a coach. So this is a, a conversation that I love to start off with, with any new coaches or anybody that is interested to, you know, really start coaching clients and stuff like that. For me, what I've noticed over the years of being in the industry is that <clears throat> those lines get blurred between coach and, you know, a number of different things, right? Um, I, you know, what I've seen over years, and, and I've struggled with this as well um, in my time coming up, is that uh, understanding that, first and foremost, I'm not a physical therapist, right? So prescribing all of these different movement correction things and, and um, you know, get putting somebody on a physical therapy type regimen, like that is not my job. That is not my scope of practice as a coach, right? And I have to understand that is that, you know, as coaches, we get so eager and we want to make sure that we help people and we want to make sure that we deliver the best possible service to them. But sometimes we have to know when it is actually going to serve our client better to refer out to somebody who specializes in that versus us pretending that we are that, you know, like we are a thing that we are not. So first and foremost, as coaches, we are not physical therapists. So can you prescribe basic, you know, corrective type exercises and stuff like that? Absolutely. But are you going to, you know, fix people who come in and have these crazy, you know, types of things like issues from car accidents or, or prior injuries or things like that? Ultimately, if you feel it's out of your scope of practice, it probably is. And my encouragement would be to uh, refer out on something like that. The next thing is that you are not a therapist. All right. So as coaches, do we want to coach people in their mindset? Yes. Do we want to coach them on thinking more, you know, positively and, and, and helping them to correct their outlook on life and stuff like that in regards to, you know, you know, the surface level stuff with like their fitness and the, the way that they eat and stuff like that. Yes, you are that. But if somebody has something traumatic or, you know, they have really deep rooted uh, issues from their childhood and things like that, it is not your job to coach those things. And we have to be very careful with that because, you know, if you do, and, and, and for a lot of us, we don't have the professional training um, inside of that, right? So we, you know, us going and delivering a service, trying to be a therapist and pretending like we are, um, is just something that we have to be very, very careful with. And then lastly, the last little piece that I want to kind of talk about as far as things that we don't do is that we're not dietitians. Right. This is something I get super frustrated with. Um, a, a lot of coaches out there will go and start prescribing meal plans and stuff like that. And really, in my opinion, I think that's a, uh, a less effective way to coach nutrition anyways. But just know that going and giving meal plans and um, working with certain populations that have, you know, medical issues accompanied to it and stuff like that. I just want to encourage you to be very careful and to understand that for, you know, depending on what state you're in, you're not exactly allowed to do that. And um just being careful as a coach and, and, and ultimately I, I kind of feel we're all connected as coaches. So that when, you know, when somebody's pretending to be something they're not, ultimately that, that can look poorly uh, amongst the rest of us out here that are doing it. So just be very, very careful and know that you are none of those things, right? Now the, the general way I want you to think of what we do um, is very simple. The, the word coach says it all, right? The word coach um, originally, you know, it, it kind of comes from 
you know, the airline industry and, and probably the train industry and things like that before. But um, if you think about the word coach, the coach, coach section is a section on an airplane, right? So when I really look at this and I think of the word coach, what does an airplane do? An airplane takes you from where you are to where you want to be, right? There's a, there's a distance in there. So if we can take that analogy and just think about what we do, your job as a coach is to take somebody from where they are to where they need to be, right? So what does that encompass? What are the things that are um, attached to that, right? First and foremost, coach what you know. Make sure you do no harm, right? When I say coach what you know, that means that, um, before I get ahead of myself, when I say coach what you know, I mean coach the things that you are trained and educated on, Versus pretending, again, talking back, you know, kind of going to circle back to the not a PT, not a dietitian, not a therapist thing. If you really think about this for a second, coaching what you know means it is okay to say you don't have an answer to something sometimes. It is okay to, you know, not prescribe a particular type of training or a particular nutrition protocol until you go and you study and you learn about it. When you stick to only what you know, you're going to be more um, more certain that you can deliver what your clients are looking for in the first place. Okay, and the second one that I kind of jumped ahead to was do no harm. That was one of the first things that I learned from um, my time doing some internshipping uh, when I, or being in an internship when I first started is that as I started working with a coach and they were kind of overseeing what I was doing and, and kind of teaching me the, the, the ropes of this whole coaching thing, somebody told me to remember that your first job as a coach is to do no harm, meaning inside of the session, inside of the program design, inside of the nutrition practice, making sure that you are delivering things that will not harm your client, right? You don't want your client to come in thinking they're going to get better and they walk out worse than when they walked in, okay? The next thing is that we are building relationships, right? That is probably one of the most amazing things that I learned when I first got into the coaching industry is that understanding that we are in the relationship business. We are not in the coaching business. You can have the greatest training program in the world, the best nutrition protocols or, or, or um, plan for your clients and um, you know all the best exercise selection, the whole thing. But if you're not focusing on building relationships, you're wasting your time and they're not going to be doing what they need to do in the first place, right? We, we know that, you know, if we, if we kind of refer back to Dr. Eric Helms, uh, you know, pyramid of results for clients or his uh, training hierarchy, the bottom is adherence, meaning what can your client stick to? Your client will not stick to anything if you don't build a relationship with them first. Okay. And then the, the really last thing I want you guys to remember is that as coaches, we must always evolve. All right. For me, and one little tactic that I kind of want to share with you guys is that for an hour a day, I think you should try to learn something. Now, uh, years ago, I was listening to a podcast called um, The Barbell Life. It was put on by the guys over at, um, gosh, I forget the name of the gym, uh, Mash Performance. It was, uh, it's ran by Coach Travis Mash. But um, something they were talking about in there, they're actually talking to a gentleman by the name of Greg Knuckles. Greg Knuckles now runs Mass Research Review with a handful of other people. And um, something that they said inside of that was that he takes an hour every single day to learn something about training and nutrition program design, the whole thing, right? And as I listened to that, I, I thought of how genius that was because um, for me, I would often sprint, spend several hours trying to learn something and then, you know, would kind of slow down and spend some time not learning anything and there was just kind of this push and pull, right? 
ultimately I kind of realized that if I implemented the same thing and just focused on getting a little bit better or a little bit smarter or a little bit more educated in something every single day and I spent a period of time, like an hour or 30 minutes, something like that, then over, you know, just in 30 days alone, I would spend, you know, as much as 30 hours learning something new. So for me, every single morning as part of my morning routine, I take about an hour and I try to learn something. And then once I learn something, I will either teach it to somebody, I will journal about it, um, I'll write a blog about it, I'll, I'll write a caption on my social media about it. But it forces me to evolve every single day. And that's really what I think if we're going to stick to what we do as coaches, that's something that we have to do. Now, so if that's what we do, what are our deliverables? Like, what are the things that we deliver to our clients that sticks within what we do? Well, first and foremost, we coach people on their lifestyle and their mindset on the surface level, okay? Making them think, you know, more positively day to day, helping them to get more organized, teaching them the value of morning routines, evening routines, planning their days, planning their meals, proper sleep hygiene, right? Journaling personal development and, and, and learning, you know, reading books, things like that. Those are the lifestyle and mindset type things that we coach. I very often will go and give, <coughs> excuse me, I will very often go and give coach or uh, my coaching clients um, book recommendations. My mentor clients, the coaches that I work with, I send them a book every month. I got that from my coach. But I'm also making sure that I am feeding their lifestyle and their mindset. Okay. The second thing that we can coach as coaches is their nutrition. When it comes to nutrition, we want to make sure that we are teaching them the base level things, understanding what are what a calorie is, what their macronutrients are, how to build meals, the value of um, eating vegetables and fruits and timing meals and um, putting together a proper plate, learning how to eat healthy when they're out. Like these are the types of nutritional things that we teach our clients. Like, sure, can we prescribe macros? Can we prescribe, you know, them tracking their foods and the whole flexible dieting thing? Absolutely, that is what we do. But to refer back to us not being dietitians, we don't want to go and give them a meal plan anyway. And like I said, in my opinion, when we deliver a meal plan, that is a, in my opinion, poor man's or poor woman's or lazy way to deliver nutrition coaching. And ultimately, we're not teaching them anything. We're just, tell, we're just telling them to eat, you know, to eat this type of food at this time, blah, 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 blah. But when we give them parameters and teach them what, you know, as an example, if we tell somebody to eat protein, carbs, and fats every day with every meal, three to, four, three to five times a day, and then they start to understand and, and they're able to recognize what a protein is, what a carb is, what a fat is, what is a better, more lean protein source, what is a better choice on carbohydrate source, um, you know, the differences in vegetables, what is a healthy fat versus what is not um, as healthy of a fat. When we teach our clients these things, sure, are we possibly coaching ourselves out of a job? Absolutely. But we know that education drives compliance. So if we are able to teach them the types of things that they need to know as clients, um, or, or as people who are going to be successful in their, their nutrition, then we're finally going to actually make, you know, results and, and strives with them. And they won't be a statistic of, you know, people that either um, fail in their fitness regimen or gain weight back or whatever their goal is. We make sure that they're more likely to, you know, continue to produce the result that they achieve as they move forward in their life without us. Okay. Now, the last thing that we, you know, are deliverable to clients is going to be program design. 
So whether this is in a group setting or an individual setting, a personal training session, uh, setting or an online setting, we deliver program design to them that is going to specifically get them to their goal as fast as, as possible and as most, you know, the most cost effective possible. Those are the things that we deliver. Again, lifestyle and mindset, nutrition, programming, that's it. That is our specific scope of what we do as coaches. Okay. So second topic that I want to cover today, like I said, is the sickness, wellness, fitness, sickness continuum. So Gosh, about 10 years ago, I found myself in Huntersville, North Carolina at my very first CrossFit certification. Um, a good friend of mine, uh, his name is uh, Garrett, a good friend of mine hopped in the car and drove about four hours down to Huntersville, North Carolina, you know, spent the night in a hotel and, you know, um, that night went and checked out the gym and we're, you know, just seeing where the certification was going to be held and then um, went home, talked about it, or got super excited, studied a little bit and then woke up first thing Saturday morning and went to this certification. So we walked in, you know, the fold-out chairs are out. They're, they're pointed towards um, the giant whiteboard at the front. And we went ahead and we had a seat. And, you know, as we went through the day, we learned different things like, you know, movement, uh, different movements that you learn, like the squat pattern or the, you know, the squats, the presses, the, um, the hinges, the, the different um, types of warm-up sequences and stuff like that. We learned all this at our certification. But at one particular point when they were going over methodology and um, theory <clears throat> behind what they do with the CrossFit thing, there's this thing called the sickness wellness fitness continuum. Now, if you think about it, it's like a, it's like a half circle. It's going to be a little harder to explain. It'll be so much better in the course when I do this on video. But if you think about it, if you think about it like a half circle, right, moving from left to right, arching up, at the bottom left of the circle is your sickness. Right. So that is where a lot of people are when they come to us off the street and they want to, you know, get better, lose weight, feel better, chase their kids around the whole thing. Right. So that's where they start. And then as they begin to train with us, their health markers improve. They start to feel better. Their mobility gets better. They grow more lean muscle tissue. Um, they're burning more calories because of that. They're, they're, they're leaning out. They're sleeping better. Their, their libido changes. All these positive impacts start to happen from training after a few weeks to months with us. Right? And then eventually this goes on for years and years, and they get to this place, where, or this goes on for a period of time, and they get to this place where you could consider them fit. They have uh, good relative strength. They're able to do things like push-ups and pull-ups. Again, their health markers, their, their labs, everything's good. And they have reached this level of fitness, right? Now, one of the, the, the real big mishaps of, you know, this entire thing is that once you move from sickness, you start to get a little bit better, and then you move on into fitness, and you're able to do a lot of, um, you know, strength and, and endurance-type feats, is a lot of times we want more and more and more. So this means we start getting into um, the higher level skilled movements and doing things like gymnastics and all these crazy long adventure races. And, and not that they're bad, but uh, let me, kind of hear me out for a second. We get to where we take that fitness and we try to stretch it as far as we can, right? And if you're anything like me, I spent a good period of my time living in the competitive, you know, the competitive sphere of this whole fitness thing. And I would spend anywhere between, you know, four and six hours a day just working out and thinking that I was fit, you know, and then a few years after kind of doing that repeatedly over and over and over again, week to week and month to month and year to year, I was sitting on my couch 
and was going to coach my 5.30 class in the morning. And, uh, you know, I put my foot or <laughs> I was trying to put my foot across my knee so that I could put my socks and my shoes on. And I was in excruciating pain everywhere from my hip, my lower back, um, you know, my shoulders, my neck. Everything was just completely and utterly destroyed. And finally, I kind of had to just make the decision. And I thought about it on the way into the gym that morning and, and kind of kicked it around in my head for a few weeks is that I can't continue to do this anymore. I have moved from, you know, being sick and overweight into feeling a little bit better, into having a good level of fitness. And then I had turned that level of fitness and stretched it so far to where I was actually back in sickness again, right? Because it is cyclical, right? If I move left or right, I had already moved past that and a little bit further down into the sickness room. So that meant that I had to dial back a little bit on how much I trained so that I could get back into the fitness realm. And that's what I've done for the past few years is that um, now I, I, I train enough to, to, to be fit, right? And that is okay. And then making sure that the people that we deliver our service to know that very thing as well, because they, you know, the, you know, the, the world and society is just, you know, just consumed with wanting more and more and more. But we get to this place to where we surpass what being fit really is as a human being. And as we move more to the performance side of the house and more into the, you know, the the more extreme side of what fitness is, we can get dangerously close to sickness and pain and discomfort and actually moving away from being healthy. So making sure that people understand that is extremely important. And that's a conversation that I like to have with anybody that is looking to take things to the extreme. Okay. Last topic that I wanted to kind of talk about today with you guys is knowing who you are coaching, right? So for me, I love to teach this thing called the training age framework. So the training age framework is understanding, first and foremost, step one, knowing who is in front of you. Step two, knowing the, you know, the amount or the duration of time that they're coaching. And then step three, understanding how to deliver based off of where they are the best possible service to them. Right? So with the training age framework, we tend to classify any of the people, you know, that we see in virtuous fitness into three categories, right? First and foremost, the beginner category, which is people anywhere between zero and two years of training. And again, like with all this is just basic frames, guys. This doesn't have to be, you know, an all-encompassing thing. Um, but in general, this is what, you know, this is the type or the, you know, the type of avatar that we see uh, of people that we train. So um, the beginner is going to be anywhere from zero to two years. The intermediate is going to be anywhere from two to four years. And, and just understand that if you are a group fitness coach, you're probably seeing higher level beginners, mostly intermediate level people who have been, you know, familiar with training, but not super familiar with training. And then you have your advanced folks that are, you know, four plus years of training. Now, can you have a person that comes to you and they're a genetic per they're, you know, they're, they're very gifted genetically. And at two years, they're probably in advanced. Absolutely. But generally speaking, this is what we're looking for. And I'm talking organized training. Right? I'm not talking two years of CrossFit only. I'm talking maybe, you know, did strength training in high school, maybe a little bit in college, maybe took a year off, got back into it again. But they, they you know, their body is, a, you know, accustomed to, you know, a certain, a certain level of output just based off of their prior history of training. So I say organized training for those durations of time that I shared above. Now, why does that matter? Why does it matter knowing who you're talking to? Well, I'll tell you, 
when I got back from my CrossFit certification years ago and I went to deliver my first training program to somebody and, you know, I had the back squat in there as one of their strength elements and they couldn't execute on it, I had no idea why that was a thing. But it wasn't until years later that I understood that I actually didn't meet that person where they were. I didn't meet them at their proper training age because with each training age, there is also the proper type of exercise they should have, the proper amount of training that they should do, and then the proper training splits that they should see, the proper intensities that, should, that, that they should be training at. And it isn't until we understand those different training frames that we're, it is enabled, you know, we have to understand these training frames so that we can deliver the proper thing to them. Everything from the type of conversations you're having, right? Like we don't want to go and tell a person that is brand new off the street, that beginning client. We don't want to tell them to engage their abs when they don't even know what that means. They haven't trained it. They're not familiar with it, right? We don't want to tell them that, um, you know, when it comes to the Olympic lifts, we don't want to talk about the different variations of the pool, the first pool, the second pool, the third pool. We don't want to talk about all those things until we're sure that that client understands what we're saying. So knowing the, ter- the person you're coaching and where they are in their training age helps you to frame the conversations at the proper place. And then the last thing of why that matters is that it helps you to deliver the proper training or nutrition protocols to them based off of where they are. If you have a beginner that comes to you and you're having advanced level com- conversations with them, they're probably going to be overwhelmed and not be able to stick to their training program, show up to the gym consistently, or hit the nutrition protocols that you give to them. I mean, that can be an example of that could be brand new person, never even tracked or you know did any sort of food journaling before, and then you hand them macros day one. You're setting them up for failure. I did the same thing for years. When I first read um, Chrissy May Cagney's Flexible Dieting book, I learned all about macro counting. And, you know, because me, I'm very type A, I was able to do it. I went ahead and said, hey, I'm going to go ahead and roll out the same thing. I put out on my social media that I was going to do $50 consoles. I was going to sit down and teach everybody everything I knew. I was going to do their macros and they were going to get skinny and lean just like me. I sat down, I did all these consoles. And then, you know, week after week, I would have person complain after, you know, person after person complain about them not being able to eat the amount of foods that they need or not understanding how to track their macronutrients or not understanding why things are working. And it was because I was giving them an advanced level technique for a beginning level person. And then on the same coin, if you've got a really advanced person and you're doing something like, you know, training wise, you have them doing nothing but push-ups and pull-ups and goblet squats. Not that that is bad, but, you know, they're used to training with, Um, high-skilled gymnastics and Olympic weightlifting movements or doing really intense work all the time. And um, they're able to do it at an efficient and safe place and you're delivering them a beginning-level training program. They're probably not going to stick around and be your client very long. So when we understand where the person is in the spectrum of training age, we can more better deliver the results that they want. We can more better deliver a training environment they want and then uh, more deliver a program that is going to fit them the best way possible. So, um, you guys, those are the topics that I had down that I wanted to share in today's show. And again, this is just a precursor to some of the things that are going to be coming down the pipe uh, for the course that I've been working on. Um, again, I am super excited. If you're a, a longtime listener of this show, um, you know that it has been quite a journey for me as far as um, really the things that I've been doing here uh, with my business and the online coaching that we do and um, the in-person coaching that we do. And I am so just overwhelmingly excited to get this stuff 
into video and into a course and then um, really for the coach out there that cares about their clients and wants to deliver a high level product and service to them, um, this is gonna fit them uh, perfectly, honestly. So um, again, guys, thank you so much for listening to the show today. I am just always excited um, when I get messages from you guys and, and see the reviews and see the shares because um, you know it gives me that push that um, you know, the, the gym owner is a hard life right now. Um, but knowing that there are people out there that are getting value from the things that we're talking about here um, is always very fulfilling. So thank you so much for joining me on the show today. And we will see you on the next one. Thank you so much for spending some time with me today and tuning into the Virtuous Fitness Podcast. I release episodes every single week. You can find me at Coach Cody Smith in the gym at Virtuous Fitness WA on Instagram to stay up to date with all things Virtuous Fitness. Before you go, head over to iTunes and give this show a rating or review. That is how we grow this show and make it even more impactful for you. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll see you on the next episode.